In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gazpacho police. Oh my God. What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman, and this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. We are back today with Amanda Brown Learman. She is the executive director of Supermajority, which is an incredible political organization led and powered by women that she'll chat with you more about. We're going to talk about some awesome initiatives that you have coming up and just what's on the mind of women voters, hashtag women voters ahead of the midterms. But Amanda, we're talking, I think it's just about 50 days out for midterm elections. How how are you feeling? What does that phrase make you feel? Um, I know, so stressed. <laughs> So okay, anxious. I know. <laughs> like, Excited, thrilled, stressed. Yeah, no, stressed. Um, no, I am also extremely hopeful. Um, this I feel like this year has just been this roller coaster of emotions um and reactions for women. And I feel like women right now, probably if you had to give them like if there was like what's your one word, there'd be some rage in there. Um, I feel like there's a lot of brokenness having come through the pandemic and so many of us having to like literally hold everything up in our families and in our communities. And then with the Dobbs decision just hitting us in this way that's like going to bring women back decades, generations in terms of our rights, like people, women are fired up. Um, And there's like stress in that because I want to make sure that we at Supermajority are doing everything we can to make sure that women fully understand what's at stake um, and that they recognize and understand like the power that they have in this moment. Because it is really true that women have the power to vote people in, which is what we talk about time and time again when the elections come up. It's like, who are you voting for? But we also have the power to vote people out. And there are some people that are sitting in positions of power right now that do not need to be there. They are not serving us. They are not thinking about us as full humans. Um, And if they are, it's like they're just completely disrespecting us. I'm like, can we curse Mm -hmm. right now? Because that's that's the energy that's coming. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they don't give a shit about us. um, And they shouldn't have their jobs. And like, that's our job to remind them of that in November. I always just notice this when we chat with women that, you know, it's not not to criticize too harshly, but it's like, I just don't know many men losing sleep at night and who are thinking like, what opportunities am I missing? You know, people, especially women who do have an opportunities to make a difference and have platforms. So it's just like, as you were talking, I just don't take for granted how much just like the emotional toll and emotional labor so many women are are under right now, just to make sure we're like, oh my God, am I surfacing every opportunity, every single, like everything, leaving everything, leaving us everything on the field. But, um, and I, yeah. I feel like, Amanda, on that, there's also like 
There is an element of, yeah, you're up at night every night because that's just also like what women do, right? Like your mind is constantly racing with the what ifs or like what haven't you done? But it's also like total survival mode right now. You know, Um, I feel like for so many women across the country, they don't actually, there's not choice in that, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's literally like they don't know how they're going to put food on the table tomorrow, or they like don't know what they're going to like, God forbid they need an abortion and they live in Texas. Like, what are they going to do? You know? And I feel like there's so many women that are stuck in this, like up at night, having to make these impossible choices about how to support themselves, how to support the people that they love and the people, you know, and their families. And that's, um, I mean, that's like one of the reasons why yeah. I'm stressed, you know, because it's just like we have to do better and women deserve so much more. Mm-hmm. Before we sort of get into what practical actions we're doing and some things you're highlighting, I'm just really curious about you. What is your kind of background and how did that lead you? What path did you take to supermajority and what work are you doing with them now? Yeah, um, I love this question. Um, I feel like I have like the gray hairs are starting to show. <laughs> um, but I honestly, I got my start um, as a like young person who thought I could change the world back in 2007 when I joined the Barack Obama campaign. I actually had um, like before I got started on the campaign, I was a very shy kid, um, didn't really find my own voice until I went to college. And I like met this woman. She was my t- first girl crush ever from Berkeley, California, and lived up to like every single mm. stereotype type of a woman from Berkeley, like fiery, sassy, all of the confidence. And um, she and I spent a lot of nights like doing things that you shouldn't do and I should not say admit to on a podcast. Um, But I like found my voice and I like understood that, you know, there's so many people in the world that don't have an opportunity to speak up and that like I could and I wanted to and um, sort of solidified my own opinions about what was going on in the world. And she sadly was shot and killed our sophomore year. Um, And so I like went to DC and literally tried to work at the Brady campaign. So it's just like, I'm devoting my life to getting guns off the streets and my life's work. I've discovered this at age 20 um, and I'm going to go do that. And then my internship fell through. And so I applied to every Hill office possible um, and started working in then Senator Barack Obama's office. Oh, wow. So when I graduated from college, he had announced um, that he was running a couple months before that. And I went to a fundraiser for him. Um, and I was like, the nerd that I was going to use, supposed to go to U Chicago for law school and was like, I'm going to ask him, like, where should I get pizza in Chicago? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like, where Cute. do you study yeah. late night on campus? And he, um, in a matter of a minute conversation, he convinced me that I should not go to law school and I should instead go work on the campaign. No way. Um, I have chills. Yeah. And oh I God. never went to law school, which like I have one grandmother who um, pro- still gives me a hard time about that. But <laughs> um, I feel like I made the right decision. Um, but yeah, I worked. I did the campaign. I think about 70% of our listeners, if they are did not graduate from law school, they fall into the category right. of my parents still are telling me that I should have. And on and I'm like, I shouldn't have. Like yes, every exactly. single day you're reminded and this whole <laughs> totally. student loan conversation. I'm like, yeah, I definitely made the right decision. Um but yeah, I worked in the White House, worked in the administration for a bit. Um, oh, so you worked in the Senate office and then when he got elected, awesome. Cool. I did, yeah. So my first like real job in life was um working in the West Wing. Um this is actually a very funny story. 
So right after the campaign, I moved to D.C. and was working on the inaugural committee, which was just like, you know, a crazy time, but like preparing for one day. And I didn't have a job after that. And my parents were just like, I mean, Amanda, you got to like figure out your life at some point. You know, they're still like, are you going to law school? Like, what's your (laughs) what's your plan, Amanda? Because we're not like supporting you for forever. Are you getting married yet? It was (laughs) that's true. Lawyer. That's true. That's true. And it wasn't even like you had to go be a lawyer. It's just like something. It's a path. We are not your full time support. You know, (laughs) like get your life together. Um, And so I got a call from actually um, a guy named Patrick Gaspard, who um, went went into the White House as well. And he was building his team. And he was like, Amanda, would you come be my assistant? And this was, you know, a couple days before the actual inauguration. Um, And I literally... I did not have a job, but I was like, I'll get back to you, Patrick. And so I called my parents and they were just like, no, 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 you need to call him back right now and tell him yes. Like this, like, what are you thinking? Get off the phone. Um, And so I accepted this job um, and yeah, started at the White House like a couple hours after the inauguration. What role were you in at the beginning? Um, I was Patrick Aspard's assistant um, and it was actually... I mean, really formative and how I understood Washington, D.C. to work, like just sitting um, as a young person in the West Wing. You know, I was you find yourself overhearing things, seeing a lot of things, just like understand. I honestly like reflect on that experience. And like that is how I learned how power moves, you know, because you just like see what conversations make it to the schedule and what comes from those conversations. Um, You see, I feel like, yeah, there are so many different, you know, people that would come in and out. And I just, uh, I like soaked every bit of it up. And I can also to this day give you an amazing West Wing tour. So (laughs) if you ever come to D.C., Look me up, you know, Um, I have to sneak in at this point. But um, (laughs) yeah, it was I mean, I learned so much during that experience. And then I spent, you know, a bunch of time in the like Obama world in the progressive ecosystem, which is very different from the Obama bubble, if I'm being honest. Um, And then I launched a super PAC in 2016 to support Hillary Clinton um, on the sort of like non-campaign side, which was a fun, a really fun also like good learning um, sort of moment for me in my career. We had like $80 million to stand up a campaign and just go talk to a lot of voters really quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I literally waddled into the DNC because I was seven months pregnant and um, accepted. I was convinced by Keith Ellison to go to the DNC and felt like, you know, every dutiful organizer has to spend some time there. And so was there for the 2018 midterms. And from that vantage point, I saw (laughs) amazing. I mean, and also I saw the role of women just like, you know, we had Donald Trump, the surge of women following the women's march and they like women showed up in 2018, but they showed up not just as like voters, they were donating in record rates. They were um, volunteering. They were candidates on the ballot themselves. And so seeing that from that vantage point was just like women, they're making a play Mm -hmm. right now. And like, Mm -hmm. I want to be a part of that. And I literally, it was like the fall of 2018, um, right? The elections had just happened and like went to 
lunch with Cecile. And she was telling me about this idea that she had, um, this idea that, you know, women were still, there were a lot of women that still needed a home and were still looking for a way to get involved. And um, we through over the course of many conversations and, um, you know, a lot of great conversation with Ai-jen Poo, Alicia yeah. Garza, our other co-founders, created Supermajority. So I, I honestly feel like it's like another baby that I have birthed into the world, um, which funny, I've started uh, a new job at seven months pregnant every time, <laughs> really? uh, three times oh, in a row. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, um, I'm like, I'm not sure what else I would be doing mm-hmm. if I wasn't just fighting for women. And my own journey, I was like, paid leave. Right, there is like right. not a single campaign, if like not for that, will get me back in other than paid mm-hmm. leave. Um, mm-hmm. I remember having that moment as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, what's so cool about Supermajority is that when you do look into the founders, it is familiar names to people who spend a lot of time in this space. It's you, it's Cecile Richards, right? It's Agent Pooh from the who does a lot of advocacy for domestic workers. So it's a lot of like, it's very intersectional. It does feel like a hub of of just a space. And why call it supermajority? Oh my God. We spent so many hours <laughs> in windowless rooms trying to come up with the right name. Um, we When we first got started, we were called the Women's Project. There was a brief moment in time where we were like really leaning in the direction of the Women's Party, just in terms of thinking yeah, about yeah, like yeah. what we were trying to build. And I don't remember exactly who said it first, but it was one of those like aha moments for everyone in the room that was just like, yeah, like we are the fucking majority, you know, Absolutely. like the world doesn't and the world doesn't work for us. Um, we have to change that. We have to rise above and organize and come together across age, across race, across background, across all of the things that the patriarchy tells us is like different about us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, recognize that we can come together with a shared set of values and our strength is super um, and we are super and that we have the power to, you know, write the rules. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. 
They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. As you mentioned, women really do have access to the power to change things, but it doesn't always feel that way. What makes you feel like you have agency and power over political outcomes and how they impact others? I feel like women who feel a little hopeless, who feel like we talked about, who feel like they're staying up at night and they're doing everything that they can, but they don't know if it's making a difference. Where do you get your confidence? Where do you get your, like I said, agency? Like, yeah, we we are the fucking super majority. Right. We have the power. How do you remind yourself of that and act on it? I, okay, I love this question because it also, it's like instantly you're thinking about this like meta or grandness, you know, but it really starts with you and it starts with you having a simple conversation with somebody that you love, a family member, a cousin, somebody at the freaking PTA meeting, you know, or I feel like some of the best organizing I do is when I'm standing on the sidelines watching toddler soccer happen, you know, Um, and those conversations are so meaningful, so impactful. And so if you recognize that sort of individual power that you have, like, you are the best messenger, the best communicator within your spheres of influence. People trust you. People want to get to know you. People want to relate to you. And you yeah. you want to do the same. Um, the same. I feel like women, it's this sort of um, weird, like women don't recognize themselves as organizers. In some ways, organizer, I mean, organ- yeah. like what is an organizer? You know, also it's this like weird word. What's an activist? People yeah. are sort of afraid of it. Um, but women are innate organizers because we love to tell stories. And that is the basis for organizing. Like you can actually connect with somebody over the shared values that you have and you can find synergy in that. You can also find a lot of hope in that. And um, I feel like that's what women are also craving in this moment is just Mm -hmm. like connection and community. And through one simple conversation, you can find that. And that individual power times the million of us that are doing that every single day, that's how we flex our muscle, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And we at Supermajority are really focused on having women flex their muscle at the voting booths, which I think, you know, there's a fair amount of sort of skepticism around voting, right? Like, well, we voted before and what happened? Um, And so voting by no means is like the one thing that people have to do, but it is a step in showing and demonstrating our political power, our strength. And I I say this a lot. I became sort of my like go-to line during the pandemic. Even my husband, I I had um I got trained to be a doula after my oh, cool. first uh, daughter was born, and I would meet with my doula community. We would have these Zoom meetings, and it would literally just be primal scream meetup, <laughs> and we would like 
is like everyone go outside, yeah. get on the Zoom at 7 p.m. together and just scream as loud as you fucking can. Um, and so I really like I love that. It's yeah. so empowering. And I don't, my husband's like, again, Amanda, <laughs> I'm like, yes, it's cathartic. It feels good. Um, but with you know, with the super majority yeah. story, I really do feel like they might be able to ignore our primal screams, but they cannot ignore our votes. And if we can bring our energy, our rage, our friends all to the voting booth, like there is no way that you can deny women what we're asking for. Like you have to be accountable for us. And I want people in some ways to be afraid of women voting. Like I want them to not just respect us and like revere us, but I want there to be a little bit of fear because yeah. I, I want them to be accountable to us. I want, you know, folks like Mansion or, you know, our crazy GOP party to be like, oh, I like all that NRA money, like women, exactly. women, I don't women. want them to be thinking like, oh, I have to impress the NRA. I'm like, I, who I have to impress is the mom who's talking to the exactly. other moms at the sidelines. Exactly. Like, like you said, that is organizing. Exactly. We've been talking a lot about, we launched like a, we're calling it an organizing platform, but it's really just a place for women to talk. That's like a safe space. And yes. people are sort of like, are we doing enough? Like I didn't volunteer today. And it's like, just by connecting and talking about the issues and giving each other new insights into exactly. how maybe you were able to talk to your mom who had never seen it that way. And maybe somebody else sees that. Like, I think that's so refreshing totally. to remember that that is part of organizing. Totally. That's part of it. We're I, smart enough and important enough to like the, the basic stuff we has to have to say is actually quite elevated because women live like we have our lives are serious business. Totally. And they're so connected. I feel like that's one of the things that um, I want women in this moment to also know, like people for so long, we've organized by issue or by constituency, right? So it's like, I'm a guns voter or yeah. I'm an abortion voter. Um, there's not, you know, not that many of them <laughs> until now. Um, or like I'm a black woman and this is how I vote. And when we're able to come together across those, you know, lines, if you will, the, and like break out of those silos, we should be able to recognize that abortion is healthcare. Abortion is racial justice. Abortion is economic justice. And so the folks in the climate movement can actually show up and like bring yeah. all of that power and energy to these fights over here too. And like that interconnectedness, the intersectionality, not just of our identities, but also about the things that we care about, like that is the way that we transform how mm -hmm. power works in America. And like, if we're able to overcome all of those, again, break down those silos and barriers, mm -hmm. like we are literally unstoppable, yeah. you know, you and we're like so close to sort of yeah. transcending. Do you feel like you saw a lot of that breaking down of those barriers and silos and communication in the 2018 midterms that were so successful? Like, what did you see then on the ground that you are really trying to emphasize and prioritize this round? Yeah, I think there's definitely like you could start to see that, right? Um, gotcha. I think in some ways you could start to see women recognizing the power that they had um, little by little and sort of like community by community. Um, and so I think you saw this, that sort of surge again, though, really in those like blocks. So again, you, you know, we had, there was a lot of talk again in 2018 about how like white women didn't show up right. and that's like counter to black women and women of color showing up in mass. And um, so I think people sort of saw the power of different segments of our voting block, right? Like they understood that there is a 
um, a growing voting block of people who are voting for gun sense right. candidates, right. right? And like things like that. Um, and so I think there was a lot of development there. And now where we are is trying to form some of the bridges across the movement mm-hmm. so that um, we can be just as, as powerful as we are here. We can be bring all of that power to these other fights. And that's not to dismiss maybe the thing that brought yeah. us in in the first place, but instead because everything is connected. And I think for women, even the language of it has yeah. evolved, you know, like we women don't live single issue lives. So how could they possibly be a single issue voter? Right. Um, and yeah. we have to be talking to them more about that. Um, and I think, you know, of course, this is all in the back with the backdrop of the pandemic and just like the and the racial reckoning that happened right. um, with like so much growth um, and what a journey towards wokeness. I think a lot of people have been on um, in the last you know, couple of years. Again, just even within their own families, I feel like in you know, we've done a lot of uh, materials and education sort of toolkits around like, what should you talk about at Sunday dinner this week? Mm-hmm, or like mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, right. your Thanksgiving dinner table is the best time to organize, you yeah. know, um, and to like give women the sort of tools and confidence, but also the community to have a lot of those conversations. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they are tough. Um, I like to reword those as courageous, yes. but like sometimes, you know, you do have to put your big girl panties on and like confront people and you can do that in love um, and, you know, help people see. And he- even if they're just listening to a different perspective, like that. That is all really important. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. For this year, tell me about supermajorities initiatives. One of them is women are voting. So what kind of work is being done to kind of drive registration, turnout? What are your goals with that initiative? Yeah. Um, so again, it's like as simple as, you know, we just need women to yeah. vote. Um, it came up with this campaign. We actually did some of this work uh, in 2020 where we brought in a bunch of partners and did some joint organizing together, and which I think is another important thing to note too. Um, you know, I'm new to this role new and I've been here for two years and it's really important to me to lead by example as well. So I've been, um, if I'm asking women every day to pull in people from across their lives, like I'm trying to do that also from the position that I'm in. So bringing in more organizations again to show our strength together. And so women are voting is like a great demonstration of that where we're all coming together. We have the shared goal of reaching 10 million women, um, which sounds huge, but, um, 
Um, it's totally possible. We have like, we're up to 40 partners now, I think, which is really exciting. There are national partners. We have state groups, local groups, which again is where like so much of this work yeah. happens. And um, yeah, there's, I don't ever, I want to give them like all the credit because there's so much power and so much or great, incredible organizing that happens at the local level. And like, thank God totally. for that. I know. Um, but with Women Are Voting, um, yeah, we are reaching 10 million women. Our, you know, super majority is really laser focused on a set number of states. So we're looking at Michigan, um, at Pennsylvania, at Georgia, North Carolina, and Arizona. Each one of those states sort of has um, a different unique story, but is always, you know, like the presidential yeah. map goes through there. Um, and there are some really key wins that need to be had this year to literally like Save abortion, democracy, save, save democracy, abortion. save yeah. abortion rights, right? And you know, send some key black women to positions of power. Um, so, a black woman in the Senate, imagine that. I know. I mean, amazing. Um, so yeah, so working, um, you know, in those states, and we're laser focused on this number two sixty, two hundred and sixty thousand, and that's because that's the vote margin in twenty twenty. So we believe that if we, you know. Big picture, talking to 10 million women, we're engaging them. We are door knocking. We are phone calling. We are sending text messages and we're writing letters. Women in our community love to write letters. Yes. They send a lot of handwritten letters as well. And I think they're impactful when people get them too. Like they the are. fact that somebody would care enough to write you a letter is, totally. I think, impacting. And it's like a little, if you're shy about phone calls, yeah, no, love exactly. I, I know. And it's also like, I, I love them. Um, I love to host our letter writing like parties because that also we always have like a great DJ yep. set or like great <laughs> music and it's like how I get cool again yeah. so I'm like oh these are the cool songs right, right, and right, people good. can like yeah write letters while listening to a great um, great collection Dual of songs purpose. yes um, but yeah people love it and you know I think we're trying to get as many of those women um, three to five touches um, so you know getting a little bit too operative yeah. operative he, here, but um, trying to touch these women as much as possible and give them a friendly nudge, reminder, get them all the information that they need to cast a ballot on election day and feel like motivated and in excited um, and inspired to do that. And honestly, like so much of our lives, there's no joy, right? It's just like oh, one foot in front of yeah. the other, like trying to survive. And I, I want to bring a little bit of yeah. that joy back. I want people, women to like reclaim their power and be excited and like mm -hmm. feel powerful in yeah, that. And totally. so if we, you know, we're trying to hone in on that, like we need 260,000 women in those five states to vote and we will win. And we're like, you know, that number again, big number, but like, that's not that. It's not that. If big. five people tell five people, tell five people. It, you, know, you get there really, doable. really you quickly. Have set that goal if it wasn't. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. And like it gets us closer to wins at the federal level, right? Like you wouldn't see a national ban on abortions if you had two more Democratic senators. Yes. Um, and you know you can win a lot more at the local level. We wouldn't be. Gretchen Whitmer wouldn't have to constantly veto crazy right. ass exactly. abortion rule, like laws um, in Michigan if we could get her some more folks and friends in the state legislature, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it's all, all of those things really do add up and it's totally possible. I feel like there is this wild narrative that is quite hard to overcome about how, you know, we're going to win or we're going to lose, we're going to lose. And there's um, a lot of despair right now, but like it's, 
one, that's a surefired way to lose. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, just trying to like constantly dispel that notion and empower women and like remind them that we can win. It's totally doable. And it's our, you know, opposition's worst nightmare to like for us to have any hope. You right. Know? Yeah. And I mean, I think that momentum begets momentum. Like totally. If, if women in North Carolina can see that their state would elect Sherry Beasley, that's such a purple state. Like I can see like, I was hopeful in 20, 2008 totally. when it went purple, but like there is a bright blue future for that state. And totally. I people need the momentum. People saw like, I think women from across the country, exactly, saw Kansas and were like, you know, if you live in Pennsylvania and you were feeling a little bit of despair, but then you saw what was happening in Kansas. And like you said, I think it can be frustrating for people to just hear it's the voting. And it's like, yes, it is, you know, one moment that is most important, but keep momentum. Like it is important to keep reminding people up and like, I remind myself, I have a doctor appointment next week, every single day. Like right. there is value to constantly telling people to vote, even though it's like, it is, it's one day, it's one, you know, trip back and forth people make, but they need like constant reinforcement and totally. validation about how important it is. And you also have event with super majority in New York city today called voting suits you, which is so, so fun excited. You do it with Argent. Tell me, give us a background. If people don't know, why is Argent so cool? And tell us uh, what you're doing with them. I know Argent is um, makes everyone feel cool and yeah. powerful. They make uh, beautiful, beautiful suits, um, and just like they have a whole you know fashion um, line. I think they became most known because they make a lot of Hillarys, right? That is yeah. correct. Um, they make yeah a lot of our women powerhouses wear Argent suits, um, and so yeah, we first became friends with them back in 2020, um, and we launched an ambition suits you campaign um, and partnered with them. Cool on this bright pink suit that I remember being like, oh my God, like <laughs> who is going to wear this and bright pink the suit? <laughs> yeah. And then everyone yeah. wanted to wear the bright pink suit and it's beautiful. It also looks amazing on everyone, um, which is yeah. a testament to Arjun and like how amazing the co-founder Sally is. Um, just, yeah, such an inspiration and has so much uh, energy and like joy and passion also to not just like make... yeah good women and like make women look beautiful, but also to do and like give back. And so we are partnering with them. Voting Suits You is the campaign because Voting Suits Me, Voting Suits You, it looks good Let's on everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the new suits are amazing. They have a good little like patch in the middle mm -hmm. or in the inside that says Voting Suits You. So you're part of something yeah. bigger, but we have folks posting um, throughout the day. Uh, and you can buy the, those suits for a purchase with the patch too. They're not correct. just cool. Correct. You can. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're selling them today in the store. Incredible. We have this pop-up store. I have mine. Store. They're great. They're Love excellent. It. It's okay, a perfect, well. I mean, hot pink suit. It's like, I can't believe you guys came up with that years ago. And now it's like the trendiest thing, but in a good way. It's I also know. a classic. I mean, I, I'm going to wear the jacket to my rehearsal dinner with perfect. a white, with a white outfit. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so I do. Forever. Yeah. No, I do also feel like, um, I was very surprised by how much people love the pink yeah. and pink is like making a real exactly. comeback right now. Yeah. Um, I've yeah, seen a lot, a lot of pink on my Instagram feed recently, yeah. beyond just my mother who exclusively wears pink. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's fun. Uh, my mom is a, a breast cancer survivor and has like dedicated yeah. herself to wearing pink wow. and probably has like over a hundred pairs of yeah. pink shoes, which is the most unhealthy obsession. <laughs> but yeah, now that it's gone beyond, the trend has gone beyond my mother. I'm like, okay, she there's must have something been so to pleased it. <laughs> yes. That the version you created was pink. It's true. And she loves also the Argent suit. Yeah. I feel like she gets all the compliments. I mean, there are, there are premium. They're top tier if you're looking for a suit. And if you are in New York City today and you see swarms of hot pink women yes, in yes, suits, that is us. Yes. Come say hi. Meet this us in Soho, a, yes. 27 Mercer. Um, it's throughout the day, right? It's throughout the day. And it's actually going on for the next five days too. So if oh, you can't make amazing. it today, Thank come you. by and you can come, you know, 
obviously you should like try on the suit, buy the suit, but um, we have a ton of activations there awesome. as well. So if you haven't registered to vote, we can get you hooked up. If you're ready to pledge to vote, which is one of the most important things you can do because you can make your plan. Tell us when you're going, who you're going with, how you're going to get there, what you're going to do after to celebrate, where you're going to put totally. your I voted sticker, mm-hmm. all the things. Um, but making that plan is shown and proven to increase somebody's actual um, propensity to, or like likelihood to turn out on election day. So we're doing that. You can come see the wall. We have a wall of just facts and stats in oh, terms wow, of like neat. what women we'll are thinking this election cycle, how they're feeling, how they're showing up um, and featuring. This is one of my favorite parts, Amanda, featuring um, we have this beautiful launch video, but it features so many other women of color who lead voting organizations. Wow. And that was like so meaningful to me because to see that. being in leadership is also really hard right now. Um, it's like a wild time to be an organization and to sort of hold yeah. teams um, and to grow teams right now and um, to do that, you know, through the pandemic on Zoom and all the things. And um, it's, yeah, it's been a wild ride. And I feel like a lot of us as leaders, it was just a lovely moment for us to come together and have that time, that like time to feel powerful together also, which was, again, it's everything that this campaign is about, like feeling good, doing this in joy, showing our collective power and like standing together um, with some real sass and like all the joy and all the power. So I can't wait. We'll see you. We'll see you there tomorrow. Me and Millie will be there. Thank you so much. And definitely check out Supermajority. Like Amanda said, there's a lot of ways that you can get uh, connected with volunteer opportunities directly through them. And we'll definitely uh, be sharing those and spotlighting them and maybe make like a letter writing virtual party I was just going to say, we should something. totally do that together. That would be fun. Yeah. Apparently you're in charge of the playlist. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm in for that. I will be uh, asking another friend to help, Excellent. but I'm in. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm Thank in. you so much, Amanda. Thank you. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Duperman, and this is The Better Sub Podcast. The Betcha Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.